Welcome everyone to episode 53 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnon, and my guest for this episode is someone who has spent 25 years knee deep in the world of ERP and so knows a thing or two about how to get value from it. Mark Carey, HSO's head of optimization, joins me for a chinwag about how organizations can adopt the latest releases, upgrades, and innovations without disrupting operations. It's something that every organization with enterprise software will need to go through. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and wrap your ears around some golden advice. Tea or coffee? Both. Coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon. All right. How'd you have your coffee? Is that, the, uh, is that to get started? It's to get started, yeah. I used to have coffee in the afternoon to keep me in the wake about awake about three o'clock. But no, what I try and do now is a little bit of meditation about three o'clock instead to really? keep me going. Yeah, no, it's great. Little bit, ten minutes, just chilling out in a quiet area instead of having a cup of coffee in the afternoon, and it really perks you up and gets you ready to go for the rest of the day. Blimey, a lot of people could learn from that, including myself, who drinks <laughs> far too much coffee. So, very good tip there. Dog or cat? Dog. Got one dog at home west island terrier called max who's a bit of a yappy nightmare but i've got two daughters who love him to bits so always been a dog person failure is not an option or take the learnings and move on oh take the learnings and move on definitely i i've been in the erp business for 25 years now and yeah i've definitely made some mistakes and you learn for them it's one of the the main things that you need to do is learn from your mistakes and learn to, to move on and not make the same ones next time Again, great advice. Fix or replace? Oh, good question. Fix? Fix. Oh, God, you stumped me on that one. Uh, (laughs) These days, obviously, fix. Being in a world where it's all about sustainability these days, I think we should all try and fix stuff rather than buy from scratch again. So if it's possible to fix something, we should do. If it isn't possible, then, yeah, sometimes you've got to replace. I agree. Along those sort of lines, then, in terms of fix and replacing, there's still a lot of organizations out there using uh, platforms like Microsoft Dynamics AX, the original on-premise platform. Now, they're not behind the times or anything like that necessarily, but could you describe why it might benefit those organizations that perhaps are on-premise platforms to perhaps move on to something like a cloud environment? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, cloud environments, a few years ago when they first started coming in, there were a lot of people that were skeptical about it, myself included, really. There's a lot of old-fashioned MD, CEO, CFOs that really want to keep data and technology fully under their control. But with the technology and advancements that have been made in recent years with regard to speed, security, reliability, if you don't keep your data in the cloud these days and your ERP systems, you're losing out. You're behind the times on legislative updates, bug fixes. Mm. If you're only doing updates once or twice a year, well, saying probably once every two years was the old-fashioned way of doing AX updates. You're just way behind with all of the, the fixes and new features that are being implemented and introduced by Microsoft. It just makes it sound obvious that you would want to move on. So why wouldn't organizations generally move on? Well, again, it's it. there is an old-fashioned feeling that some customers want to keep it fully under their control from a security point of view, from a data point of view. They know where the data is. They know where it's stored. Yep. But the problem is, if you if you do that, you, you know, you're not getting value from Microsoft contracts. You're always going to have delayed fixes to Microsoft code. 
a big thing these days is ISV solutions where you've got other vendors with other solutions. And if you don't constantly keep on top of their updates as well, because they are constantly keeping their systems in the cloud these days. So if yours isn't, you're going to be behind and you're going to have a lot of issues keeping up to date with them. And very basically, one of the big things, if you don't keep your, your system up to date as quickly as possible these days, it can very quickly become out of date and non-compliant with legal and country-specific requirements. Okay, so right, so the organisation has made that decision then to move onto a cloud platform. And obviously the benefits of the cloud platform is you, you benefit from the continuous innovation that the vendor is putting into the platform that you're now sat on. Yes. But there's still a bit of reticence in, in bringing in the new releases for fear of it mucking up our applications that are connected onto the platform and those sorts of things. And security as well is a big thing. So how could can organisations manage those releases better? The way we do it at the moment, the way Microsoft do it, they deliver two major updates each year, April Wave 1 and October Wave 2, but they also have ongoing regular minor updates uh, as well. They do allow to, to you to defer a certain amount of time as well, but the process is effectively... When these updates are due, you'll get uh, an email from Microsoft telling you it's due. You'll be able to defer it or plan when it gets automatically updated into your sandbox environment. And obviously, once it's there, there is a case of being a, of, of testing it. And that's the big thing. Whenever these updates are automatically updated into your, your environments, testing is a real key to make sure that your, your standard and your key procedures effectively are not effective. Do you think there's a bit of a selling job in in terms of an organization getting the releases poured into the system still? Yeah, I mean there's there's two major parts we see with these releases or the platform updates. There is the technical update which is the bug fixes that that go in and we do find that the majority of our customers that are in a stable system now want to adopt these platform updates and want to get the latest release on there if a company is still in an implementation phase for example they may delay it because they may be in analysis and design gotcha. development phase and having new releases and they don't necessarily want to interrupt it but when we do have when for customers that do want to put these updates in we have a thing called our foundation services agreement and at a basic level that will include so many pu updates a year what it does also include is extra additional features uh, like performance reviews and uh, license analysis and one thing that we call the functional impact analysis as well what happens now is a lot of customers historically since these this pu system has gone in they've accepted the technical update and yep. and they assume you know they know they're getting that for the bug fixes the functional updates can sometimes have 40 50 different functional features per release and customers don't have the time to look at that so the problem is they're falling behind on functional advances in the software there yep. that, that we're that they may use. So what we do with a functional impact analysis is that we will collate every single one of these functional changes that's going in to a new release and come up with a summary document detailing what area of the system they are. We can then work with the customer 
and consultants who have worked with that customer before. So it could be solution architects that helped with the original implementation, finance or retail consultants that helped put it in as well. Or it could just even be support staff or optimizations consultants who work for HSO who know the customer system. And what we will do is run through all of the options on the new functional release and do an impact analysis. So initially, we'll have a look to see if these new functional features will have an impact. For example, if you've got a business that's solely based in the UK and there's a new piece of functionality that is Mexican VAT, there's no impact. You just you put a tick through it straight away. But if there's a new feature that is better reporting on the UK making tax digital, for example, you will want to look at it. So we'll go through all of these features. We'll do an impact analysis, whether there's no impact or a high, medium or low impact. We'll also then look at the benefit analysis as well. So it may be some of these features will have a benefit in the future of sort of small benefit, but it could be that some of these features, if it's a big change in the way warehousing module works, and, and that's the primary focus of your business, it could be a high benefit. And we'll come up with a report that so shows, for example, of 50 new features, there might be 20 we recommend that you just enable straight away, 20 that you ignore because they're nothing to do with you, but 10 that need more detailed investigation. At the end of the day, it's always down to the customer as to whether they accept these new features or not. They're always available in feature management and at any point in the future, they can still turn them on and use them if they need to. The purpose of the assessment is to make it easy, make it clear, make the uh, journey from where you are to pulling the, the new release in as simple as possible. Exactly, and as beneficial yeah. as possible. Yeah, because there is a lot of benefits. If you look at the past three, four releases, one of the problems we've had is that if we do this for every release that comes out, or at least the two major ones a year, you've got a small list of features. We, a recent customer, had not updated for four of these. So instead of 50 features to look at, we had about 200 to go through. But when we went through, we found quite a lot of features that the customer went, oh, I wish I'd known, known about that earlier, and I wish I'd known about that ah. earlier. Would you say then that the the best your advice in terms of the best first step in, in taking advantage of these the features that are coming through is to perhaps run something along the lines of an impact assessment then to work out what's right for you what you should bring in Absolutely, yeah. And, okay. and a simple thing that we can do is on any customer's environment, you can look at the feature management module and it'll tell you which features are currently enabled and which aren't. And it's a very quick way that anyone with a D365 FNO environment can look down and see how many features are not enabled. And from that, they can take a they can take a very quick view. It may only be one or two that they need to investigate, or they may want to do a full impact analysis of everything that's on the current system and everything that's coming in the next release as well to see what is worth taking or not. Following a prescribed upgrade path isn't always the right thing to do. There may be times when the learning curve is too great for that point in time or resources to stretch another project, and that's fine. But adopting the latest technology releases is essential at some point. If you don't, then you place your organization at a greater security risk. And without the latest updates, you risk falling behind your competitors that have brought those updates on board. Leaving upgrades to pile up also increases the complexity of bringing them in, raising the risk of something going wrong at a later date. And upgrades are designed to protect your organization and to give you the latest tools that enable you to be more successful, if done in the right way, that is. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Keep your ears out for more chats at www.hso.com forward slash dynamics matters.